Well, if it wasn't official before, it's official now. It's sweater weather, and the mosquitoes are back in hell where they belong. Hello, and welcome to Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte, and today I'm Mitchless. So I'm going to try this podcast solo. Never done a solo podcast before, but Mitch has a bunch of schoolwork to do, and he's got his dive team meet later on tonight, so it's just me. I do know I want to start off with my hero of the week, and it's this guy, Heman Beckel, and he's a 14-year-old ninth grader who created a soap that can treat skin cancer. He was actually named recently America's top young scientist after developing a bar of soap that could be useful in the treatment of melanoma. Uh, apparently, it's a skin cancer that's diagnosed in about 100,000 people a year and kills about 8,000. So I guess he, he entered the contest, and his... Uh, opening submission line was curing cancer one bar of soap at a time. The reason he came up with this is he lived in Ethiopia until he was four and he knew that a lot of people were working in the hot sun for long hours and he just wanted something that could be accessible to everybody that wouldn't require a lot of money or anything like that. So his mentor was a woman at 3M named Deborah Isabel and uh, she described the teen as focused on making the world a better place for people he hasn't necessarily even met yet. And I feel like you find that in a lot more young people today. And that just kind of gives me hope for humanity. So here's, here's a product that I don't think anybody's ever thought of. Something as simple as soap. And what it does is apparently it regenerates dendritic cells. And that prevents or, or helps fight off cancer or anything on the skin. It's kind of like a protective layer. Here's a 14-year-old who's doing more with his life than a lot of people I know. Including me, it makes me feel bad. I just had my birthday this past week, and man, 14. I'm the opposite. I'm 41. Holy shit. But there's still time for me. So this kid, he got $25,000 and named America's Top Young Scientist. Heman Beckel, I, I applaud you. Something as crazy as cancer soap. God bless him. Now, I got a few great side hustle ideas. I saw this one video of a woman, she was walking through a cemetery and on the back of a headstone, she saw a QR code, so she scanned it and apparently it was just little footage of that person's life. It was, it was a recent headstone, so the person had recently passed, obviously. But it was just a, kind of an interesting way to connect with somebody you've never met or if it's your loved one, it's just, it's nice to go to that place and always have those memories and you can Introduce them to your kids if they've never met that person. See, like, okay, well, this is how they were in their lives. Just thought that was a unique, maybe a little morbid opportunity. Just print. It seemed like it was a metal QR code, just a little plate, probably two inches square. Had a nice little backing on it. And boom, you just put it on the headstone. And I don't know, you'd charge $25, $30 for that. Maybe a little monthly fee just to host the video. Or you could upload it to YouTube and the QR code goes to that. That's actually a much better idea. If you're into that sort of thing, it just goes to show me that there's weird opportunities everywhere. I saw another thing. Uh, my cousin goes golfing a lot. He always finds a, a lot of balls in the, in the woods or somebody else's ball when they hit it too far and they, didn't, they almost hit them. When he turned it to the back, it said... If found, please return to, and then it had the person's address. And I thought that was also kind of a unique kind of side hustle you could do. I'm sure you could outsource it to 
uh, company like Printful or Teespring, and you just have a website, just a landing page. Hey, these are the balls we print. We can do a dozen, 24, we can do 100, however many you want to uh, allow. And then just upsell them a little bit, a dollar a golf ball. I'm not, I know golf balls are expensive, so I don't know what kind of ball you'd get, but it's just an idea right now. I haven't fleshed it out. I just thought about it. I'm trying to come up with 30 minutes, people. Help me out. It's just a unique niche. You're taking a niche like golf, and then you're going down as far as golf balls, and then you're going down even further with people who would constantly lose their balls and would find it hilarious if that you have, you know, if found, please call or please send to such and such an address. It's just those, it, it, that's one of those funny things that you get around maybe the holidays. That's a great stocking stuffer or for their birthday, anything like that. You got to be able to spot opportunities. And I feel when you're more open to them, the more opportunities you'll see. That's very much like this other young kid I saw on Instagram. So, so as I said before, I have this Instagram account. It's all cars. And now I'm going to start monetizing it because I have around 13,000 followers. The way I was going to do that was just try and find videos that A, already work, where they're highlighting a product and it's already got the music and the, the lines and everything. You can go to a site that downloads the Instagram video, upload it to your site, and then have your own link in the description or in the uh, a little link tree on your profile page. So I was scrolling through and I saw this one kid. The headline that came up said something like, you can't just have an Instagram page on painting with bleach. And everything was hoodies, canvas, but it was just a black background. And then the guy would actually kind of blush, brush on bleach. And the patterns, the intricate designs, the the lions, everything he came up with was just so awe-inspiring. And the kid had close to half a million followers. I'm sure he's making, if not that, a year, maybe a million dollars, two million dollars a year just by selling his products. Now, I'm sure each one takes a really long time and he demands a high price tag for that. But just that goes to show you can really niche down to something very simple, but as long as you're the best at it, it's kind of like Hell's Kitchen when all the chefs kind of make their signature dish. There are people who will go to great lengths to create this crazy dish and they just aren't quite there. And then there are other people who just make steak, potatoes, and bread. But if you can nail those three simple things, then it's so much better than creating this outlandish design and using so much stuff and costing a lot of money, just using so many resources. If you can just make it as simple as possible and just focus on that, you can really have a huge impact on social media or just in your market. You'd be the bleach guy and it'd be great. You could get Clorox to sponsor you. You get clothing companies to sponsor you because you'd use their clothes to put your designs on. There's just endless possibilities with what you can do with just basic elements. But you also have to remember that it's going to take you a long time to really get yourself out there unless you decide to do ads. And I'm convinced that's the only way to get noticed. You can do all the TikTok, the Instagram. But again, there's just a long, a long time before you hit that inflection point. And a lot of people may give up before that. Look at Mr. Beast. I think it was 10 years before he actually saw any type of growth. That's a lot of time to put into something. That's a lot of passion, a lot of energy, effort, 
to give in to not see results. But if you can stick through it, you're going to be rewarded. You can't put in that much time into something and not be rewarded for it. You just, do you have enough stamina to, to put yourself through that much rigor, that much heartache, blood, sweat, and tears to get to that point? You have to know, if I'm going to get into this hobby or I want to be successful on this, I have to go, think, five, ten years without seeing results. Sure, you'll, you just got to celebrate the small wins along the way. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Now, another story about thinking outside the boxes. It was just brought up at work this week. I was talking to a buddy about this guy, Ross Chastain. In the 2022 final qualifying race of the NASCAR championship, this guy, Ross Chastain, wasn't going to make a qualifying position. He knew it was like the last lap. It just wasn't possible. But he had remembered a trick that he had used on the video game for NASCAR. So what he does is, instead of trying to get around people, he slams his car into the wall sideways and then just guns it. Using the wall as a guide, he just slams on the gas and just goes. He overtakes five positions and he qualifies for the championship. Now, once that happened, NASCAR immediately banned that from ever happening again afterwards, I'm sure for insurance reasons and everything, that's probably one of the most dangerous things anybody's ever done. But here it is in 2022, and this guy got this idea from a video game. Just when you think everything's already been done, people just uh, amaze me when something like that happens. He remembers a trick from a video game, and he's like, I wonder if this will work. It actually does it in NASCAR. Now, if you've never seen NASCAR, it's exhilarating. They take left turns. That's it. I mean, they go fast and there's crashes, but they just take left turns. Not like Formula One where that track is insane. If you ever watch those videos and it's from the, the helmet perspective, it's really low to the ground. How they do some of those things, it's beyond me. But Ross Chastain, that guy is the crazy guy of 2022. Now, moving on from that, there's a guy named Jason. He runs a spa called Bathhouse. And he noticed that, or he realized that the money he pays for electricity to heat his pools is, <laughs> it's just not worth it. So what he realized was, okay, well, Bitcoin mining produces a lot of heat. So what he does is he bought a whole bunch of Bitcoin miners. He puts it in a tank of dielectric oil, which goes through a heat exchanger and then transfers that heat to water, goes through a pump, and he heats all his pools in his spa spas using Bitcoin miners and he can make money if the Bitcoin miner actually finds a Bitcoin. What's fascinating about it is when asked what changed in his electric bill, he said completely nothing. So here he is now using some using paying for electricity to mine Bitcoin to heat his spa. And I don't know, I just thought that was absolutely genius. What's really hard about this is I just don't have that back and forth. So I can only come up with so many different perspectives. And at that, it's at max a three-minute story. So I think we're going to be short on this episode this week, maybe 15 minutes. Oh, it's Friday, so I still got some time if I find anything really exciting that I want to talk about. So if you're at Bryant University, if you're in the area of Rhode Island, want to go check out a dive meet or dive whatever championship whatever the hell he has yeah go support mitch 
I'm sure he'd appreciate it. He'd be psyched to know that, hey, we got a fan. And now, of course, it wouldn't be an episode of Coffee Milk if we didn't get into AI stuff. In ChatGPT4 news, we have an update, so it now knows everything up until April of 2023. If you've never used ChatGPT before, if you asked it anything in 2022, like what's going on in politics, it wouldn't know. It only had a limited knowledge up until 2022. Now, if you had any plugins, you could always send it a link to an article or anything, but that it still didn't know that information. It would just kind of summarize what that article actually said. So this is pretty exciting. It's, it's getting faster. It's getting better. Um, and it's almost up until today's date. Now with that and its Dolly integration, things are just really being fast-tracked. I saw this Twitter thread of a guy named Javi Lopez. He created a Angry Birds game just using Midjourney, Dolly 3, and ChatGPT. Guy never knew how to code, still doesn't know how to code, and had it create the entire game for him. So what he did was he would get the backgrounds from Dolly and then he would get versions of different characters that he'd want for his game. And he actually called it Angry Pumpkins. And he said, any similarities, that's just happenstance. That, that's not intentional. So he did it with just asking ChatGPT very simple things at first. Create with code, and then he'd name out the two languages. It'd be like JS and Python. And write code to get a ball that would kind of be pulled back and go in a, a parabolic, is that a parabolic? And like fly through the air using physics and everything. And then it did that simple step. And then it's like, okay, well now knock into a piece of wood and then it would do that. And it would take the wood from the mid journey and use that as the actual piece of wood as they do. And from there it would, it would move. And there's a link in the description. I'll, I'll keep it in the show notes that uh, you can play the game. It's outstanding how fast people are able to create different things and I'm so excited because now I want to try out something similar to that and now that I know that there's a new AI that does object files my buddy is a, a 3d printer we've had him on the show before named Brian the hobby by Brian if you want to check out his Etsy store he wanted to create object files of different images he created because he can't just, it takes a long time. I see him in the office during his breaks and he's always doing different models of current trucks and he's just pulling those files down and then just making them correct because he's very meticulous about that sort of thing, wants to get all the details right. That's why if you're ever in the process of wanting to buy an RC body, I'd highly check him out. His prices are very fair. He's great with shipping and uh, he'll hook you up. But he couldn't find a, an AI program that would create an object file, so... Now there's a, a website called stability.ai. Using stable diffusion or an upload of your picture, it'll actually create a 3D model of it. And there was a wonderful video somebody did where hundreds of uh, object files falling into a dish. And uh, it was different like dinosaurs and tigers and bears. It was beautiful. I don't know if you ever wanted to get into 3D printing, I'd check out Stability AI. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that as well. And Javi Lopez, I'd highly recommend him. Great follow on Twitter. His handle is at Javi Lopen. And he pinned the, the tweet. It He goes step-by-step -step instructions of how he created it, what prompts he uses. So if you want to create something similar to this, highly check it out. It was done on uh, October 31st. 
Speaking of which, we had Halloween a couple of days ago. Do you realize that people spend $18 billion on candy on Halloween? That number is astounding. Just on just for Halloween. Dentists must be rolling in the dough after that. Now, if your thing is music or acoustics, anything like that, I always found that I like certain songs, but I hate the vocals to it. And if you were really good and you had, obviously, the vocal audio track and the music track, you could do whatever you wanted, but that's not how it works. You download a song, it's an MP3, it's all compressed. There's a website called Ease. Uh, I think it was Ease.us or Ease US, E-A-S-E-U-S. It's a vocal removal tool. You can put in a song and just pull out the music or the vocals if you wanted. So there's a lot of cool things you could do with videos on that. Of course, you're going to get copyright strikes, so try not to monetize that stuff. You'll get in trouble. I don't know. That's cool. You could add your own vocal tracks to a famous song, things like that. It's hard to keep up with all the tools. We're trying to compile a list, but it seems like every day we upload a new list, it becomes almost outdated because there's 12 or 13 new programs that do whatever was on that list, and it does it 10 times better. So now, uh, kind of a funny, weird thing you might want to check out. If you're not on Reddit, you're really missing out. You get a lot of great ideas and see what people are up to. But the ChatGPT plus subreddit is absolute gold. Now, I don't know if you know who Adam Savage is, but he was the host of a TV show called Mythbusters. And he created this video where he's got the Boston Dynamics robot dog, which is this little yellow headless robot. It's very freaky. But he's got it pulling a buggy with him in it. This thread alone was just worth its weight in gold because it was so entertaining. People were like, uh, coming after the Amish now and things like that. But it was wild how he had it be able to do it just by speaking to it using chat GPT. The Terminators are coming, I feel. But it doesn't come without its drawbacks because Scarlett Johansson is uh, suing an AI app with legal action because they used an AI clone of her voice in an ad. Now, I mean, you're just an idiot if you're going to do that. They'd create an online ad with her using her voice, uh, a clone of her voice, obviously promoting the product. And I'm really curious to see what the judge is going to say about that. Because it's not like you're, you're taking her voice, which is obviously well known, but it's done through AI and just human interaction. The legal code is just going to go through so much stuff within these next, within the next decade, really. Because you don't, everything's a gray area. Obviously, I feel this one's pretty cut and dry. Uh, you got to pull the ad. You're going to have to pay some sort of fine with this. I'm sure of it. But it's going to show you what can and can't be done with AI. News leaked about Instagram creating an AI buddy and it's this bot that you can create through Instagram and it kind of acts as your friend you can just talk to it like a normal human being and it I think it provides empathy or whatever response it's trained to generate kind of freaky but you can you can create the avatar for it create the voice 
create, how it interacts with you. I think it's going to help a lot of people therapeutically. Now, I'm just going to end it up on this. Sometimes we hear about AI progress with in the medical field. Now, this is a really interesting one. My mom was recently diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and she said she had to go through an A1C test. Now, my grandmother also had diabetes, so my mom's been tested since she was 50, been recently that she was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Now, she had to go through all that testing. Well, there's a team of scientists and researchers who've come up with an AI that can detect if you have type 2 diabetes via voice. And you only need to talk to it for about 10 seconds, and it'll tell you if you have type 2 diabetes or not. Now, that's insane to me, because you don't even have to do anything anymore. There's no testing, there's no blood work, there's none of that. You just talk to it. And it did it by having uh, a team of people say 10 seconds worth of words every day for two weeks. And through that trial run, it detected type 2 diabetes in whatever ones it detected. I, I I think it was 100% accuracy. I'm not really sure they didn't go into those details. <laughs> I just thought that was really cool because there's a lot of things I want to be tested. I mean, it'd be great to get a prostate exam without having to check your prostate. So if AI could detect colon cancer via the, the voice, I'm all for it. Uh, there's hope for a lot of things in the medical field, and we may be able to catch a lot of things really early it's not just from like an entrepreneurial standpoint that you can benefit from from this it's now a medical standpoint we can we can evolve we can do better with treating fatigue treating anything that's wrong with us in real time without the use of a, a healthcare provider it's just you use ai as the healthcare provider wild times to be alive so that's actually all i got i was hoping with mitch we'd we'd go longer than an hour but of course, he's not here. He's off doing college things and he's bettering himself. He's excited, but he's exhausted. So I just kind of want to take this stress off his back. But we'll be back better than ever next week. I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, let me know or let me know what you enjoyed. Just tell me anything. So uh, that's it for this week's episode of Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte and I will see you next week.